stories, real stories from real midwives. This is Head On View. Day in the life. <laughs> she said, What? These are our stories. Welcome to Head On View. Hi, I'm Carly. I'm Laura. And I'm Penny. And today we are doing COVID part two. Why not? Seeing as Melbourne is back in lockdown. Lockdown, locking us down. So, ladies, because I mean, I am interstate right now, I'm in Tasmania. So, no lockdown here, no masks here. Love that. How has, how has life been back in lockdown? We fucking hate you. No. <laughs> uh, Penny, you start. <laughs> Penny has muted herself because she's um, hanging out with her dog at the moment. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, I noticed a pot boiling on their kitchen, so I had to tell the other half. But anyway. This is what happens on our podcast. This is real life, ladies. Is it real life. Multitasking. <laughs> uh, why don't you go, Laura, while I get organized? Oh, right. Uh, you want me to go? Oh, dear. I've had a lot of people in the last, like, three days message me, are you okay? <laughs> and I am. I'm fine. I'm, I'm not depressed or anxious or anything, but I'm really fucking mad. So my response to lockdown is always anger. I just don't see why we're in this position again. Really pisses me off that we're in this position again. I also think the response at the hospital I work at is very fear-driven. And I don't think that helps people who are already, you know, susceptible to anxiety. Like I feel bad for people who are already anxious and highly triggered has much changed in terms of like your work life yeah like they want they want us to wear these visors at the same time as we're wearing a mask and um they've stopped letting people um, besides staff go into the cafe they've changed visiting hours so only one birthing one support person in birthing not two and visitors on the postnatal ward is one support person for only two hours a day. So it's gone back to that. One of the things I've noticed is when I walked in a few days ago, we have like a, like a code to, you know, that code, they make us scan in. Oh yeah. Like the scan QR code, which I think they do everywhere. Like we have to scan it down here. In oh, I've been that doing was... it in clinic. Like I get to, cause I mean, doing antenatal clinic at the moment, I get to clinic you know, it's like less people in clinic than standing at the front door of the hospital. Get there. I scanned it, you know, and I, I went to walk in and the security guard was like, show me your code. I was like, show me, show your what, what? He's like, show me your code. You have to scan in before you walk into the hospital. I was like, well, that doesn't make sense because we're all bunched up at the front. I said, I'll, I'll do it in clinic. He's like, no, no, no. I'm not allowed to let you in unless you do it. So I was like, whatever. So I just walked away to do in clinic. He was like yelling out at me, miss, miss. I mean, to be fair, he is only doing his job. Oh, dude, this is ridiculous. <laughs> We're all standing like bunched up trying to like capture a QR code. That's one of the things I've noticed is that the reaction of our hospital is very fear-based and not very organized. That probably is what set me off a bit. I don't know. Do you think it's the same across? All the hospitals in Melbourne, or you don't know? You're only at the one. You don't know. I'm only at the one. I'm not allowed to work 
at the one I do casual work at at the moment. Um, I'm I'm guessing. I feel I don't know. But we probably need to get someone that works at a different major public hospital to have a different opinion about it. I don't know, but I, I just I found the response to be very heightened and very triggering for a lot of girls. I had at least two of my colleagues on one of the days were like really upset and really like one was crying, one was anxious, what like just because of the response that we were given. I felt triggered and I'm not even in the state anymore. Like just the like just the thought of thinking, oh my God, to have to be locked down again. Like it was so long and so depressing. And so and I mean I'm I mean I'm not there, but just like that I was like, oh my God. Like literally the sense of relief I felt that we are not in Melbourne I was just like I've never been happier like not to be there not to even have to deal with that from my point of view the whole you can't go anywhere was not it's not it's not that it's just that I can't do my regular exercise because it requires me to go to a place my kids can't go to you know my son plays basketball he he goes daily with his friends to the cricket nets my my daughter has lots of activities and and all of a sudden, within less than 24 hours, for some reason, they think that someone's going to be home to school children. I'm not homeschooling this time. I've refused. Fuck it. I'm not doing it. not doing it. <laughs> My son does his homeschooling because he's in high school. Fine. My daughter, today we did science experiments that we just found on YouTube. They can get fucked. I'm not homeschooling again. Unless someone wants to come and homeschool my kids. Penny? Yeah, sure. Why not? Oh, you were so good last time, Pen. <laughs> I tell all my clients that. I said, oh, I've tried it with um, a friend's kid and I actually found it a lot harder than what it was, especially trying to read that book on YouTube and they're like, where is page five? On page five, <laughs> tell the bit. But I'm like, there's no page five in the friggin' book. And then I had to scroll through YouTube trying to find page five. Yeah, and then they want the kids to be active in Zoom and all this stuff. I'm like, nah. I tell you what, like one of the first things I noticed, like when I was working here in Tassie, I was, I remember the first day I worked in the hospital and I was like, I don't have to wear a mask because even this whole time, like without you guys, even without being in lockdown, like you still had to wear masks at work. So prior to me leaving and coming away, I was working at the airport, which meant I was working in full PPE, which fair enough because, you know, I'm at the airport with all the international flights. So I get that. But yeah, so it was definitely nice, like going to work and being like, no mask, no PPE, no, like, just going to work. When you speak to some, because, you know, my husband's sister works in Tassie as a doctor, and I remember the last time I was in Tasmania, I said something about, oh, doesn't it feel great to come home and not wear your mask? She's like, Laura, we haven't been wearing masks for months. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you haven't been wearing masks? What are you talking about? Really in Tassie, the only thing that seems different is that they have the QR codes everywhere. So, we're, and that's just, you know, not just at the hospital, but anywhere you go. So like if you're going out to a bar or a restaurant, they have a whole little Tassie check-in app, which is very organized. Like you sign in, done, but, and you know, some places it's like, oh, you know, you can only have 80 people in here or whatever. What about you, Penn? How you coping? Um, I'm kind of the opposite to you. I've actually embraced the lockdown. <laughs> Probably because I don't have kids, but to be honest, um, I'm so busy with work and trying to schedule people to catch up during the weekend. And 
But how are you catching up at the weekend? Are you allowed to catch up with people? Like it's not like hardcore lockdown? No, the 10K, it's 10Ks and I live in the middle of whoop, whoop so I have no one in 10Ks. Oh, okay. But if you had someone in 10Ks, are you allowed to go like meet them for a walk and stuff? I think you're allowed to go for exercise. Okay. But um, single people can have their, their bubble buddy. But um, I actually found it really refreshing just to not have plans. It was actually quite nice and I actually got to see my fiancé. So I know. And because <laughs> I'm not going out, I'm not eating bad food. So my my diet and exercise has been great. But thing, isn't it? On the opposite. Yeah. I'm, I'm, my diet and exercise has gone out the window. <laughs> and what about work, Pen? Are you back having to do everything on the phone again? No, our council literally just said, because kindergartens are open, we're literally the same as we were. There is literally no change. They did say a face shield, but me and my buddy today were a bit like, like we've been doing this for almost, you know, so long. It doesn't really matter if we had a face shield, like after six months. Like, of it. I don't understand the face shield. What, someone's going to like rub their COVID into your eyeball? They might fit in your eye. You've got to be near someone who's actively coughing, sneezing, something like a face shield protects you from um, It does, but things get flicked. Like without, so this is a little bit gross, but also a little bit funny. So, uh, a, like, so a labouring woman came in the other night, hardcore labour, screaming down the house, and it's like, okay, we need to see where you're at. And then, and then she nearly passed out, lay on the bed, and then her husband nearly passed out, so he was like laying on the floor. And I was like, just gonna do a quick VE, you know, that's okay. She's like, yeah, she's like, I can't move. I was like, you literally don't have to move, just stay there. So did a VE, and then the other midwife was kind of like holding her hand, like crouch down face level as I pulled my gloves off you know those um sterile gloves they're really tight and as I pulled it off the <laughs> flick in, in the face? face I just saw her wipe her face and I was like oh my god but also like tried not to say anything to you because there's this woman here laboring I was like so you know things can get in people's faces by accident <laughs> well I don't plan on VEing any of my clients and I would be concerned if you did because they're no longer pregnant. <laughs> they're no longer need VEs. Um, yeah, and they're supposed to not come in if they're not feeling well. So we have to have the strict, are you not feeling well? Have you got a runny nose? And they've been pretty good about it. I know other councils have gone back to phone consults, which a bit of a pain in the butt. So most really aren't sure what is happening. So they're usually like, oh, I didn't know if I was supposed to come. I didn't know if I was supposed to wait in the waiting room. Do I need a mask? And some of them came in without a mask, so you have to give them a mask. So I'm giving him the N95, and I get the, you know, the nice little blue one. So, <laughs> Has your workplace made, not made you, but said we need you to get the vaccine? Has that become compulsory, or is it still just like up to you guys, or is it sort of being expected? They haven't really said much about it, to be honest, I think. Initially when it rolled out, the MCH workers are actually considered sort of bottom of the, the food chain in regards to getting oh, the vaccine i mean they have said you know eventually get it when you can but there hasn't been a real shove for it most of the mch nurses are actually over a few of them are 50 so they're like a bit ooh, about getting the astrazeneca because they're worried about the whole blood clotting thing and so yeah they haven't been too pro but we have a meeting on thursday so it's a cluster meeting so we'll find out what they're sort of saying about well, interesting yeah i just wonder because with the flu vaccine i feel that the flu vaccine and i know obviously the flu vaccine's been around for years but 
it's always expected that you'll get the flu vaccine. And even now, like because I'm travel nursing, I'm just emailed saying, oh, you need to send us in your certificate that you've got the flu vaccine, um, which is fine. You know, get it done, send a certificate. And there's lots of jobs where it's like you have to have the flu vaccine or you can't work. But apart from when I was working at the airport and you had to have the COVID vaccine there, although it wasn't like they did say, oh, if anyone really doesn't want it, you know, have a chat to us about it. No other workplaces and contracts and stuff so far have said to me, oh, you have to have. I don't think it's something yet. I don't, I'm not quite sure of the actual difference in terms of how they enforce the flu vaccine. I remember I didn't get the flu vaccine for years, like as in it always seemed to be something that was if you wanted to get it. But then when I started working in healthcare, I was approached every flu season. Have you got it? Have you got it? Officially at well, at some hospitals. So at the hospital where you guys are now, where I used to work, I remember that if you didn't want it, you had to fill out that little form saying, I decline. And then technically you were meant to wear, a fa- this was like pre-COVID, technically you were meant to wear a face mask if you didn't get the flu vax. The only thing is that if, I think it came out in an email that if you were working in one of the high-risk areas and you haven't had the vaccine or you've only had one, like half for example, an emergency, then you can't actually work there. You actually need to be redeployed to another area yeah i think one of the girls one of the midwives i work with who works in clinic occasionally because my last rotation was in clinic she works in respiratory the respiratory ward as well and she said that they have to have it anyone that works in respiratory icu ed has to have it so i guess as far as like we've never had an official email out or anything to say you have to get it, but uh, I think it's strong, strongly encouraged. Strongly advised. <laughs> strongly advised, go. especially at the moment in Melbourne. I feel like the vaccine rate has dramatically increased. The amount of job postings I'm seeing, vaccine clinics, swabbing. So I was doing swabbing before I left as well, and I have been getting probably two to three text messages every day Urgent, urgent. We need swabbers. We need swabbers. We have more people testing every 24 hours than we did in the height of COVID back Mm -hmm. last year. And we're returning, we're returning tests now that, I don't know about you, Penny. I'm like, I know you probably don't watch our news, Carly. (laughs) Look, if it's not on Facebook, I'll be honest, I ain't reading it. (laughs) One thing I noticed about the news is the way they report cases now is less fearful. And they're very, they explain more about, I guess, because genomic sequencing is a thing now where... I have seen a bit of that, the Delta variant or whatever they're calling it. I was like, get the fuck out. No way. That's amazing that they can link this. Mm. So I'm starting to find it interesting. Still makes me mad. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool. Like, yeah. Like the science, the sciencey side of it, how they can trace everything. That's pretty cool. It's really interesting. Um, And I find that we're slowly becoming in a better position because of that. And I think we're going to get to the point where we're just going to have a group of of the population vaccinated and the rest are just not going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I want a job as a contact tracer, actually. How cool it is. Yeah, my stalky skills are really... um, (laughs) To see how they they do it, actually, and how they I reckon... Teenage girls in contact tracing. <laughs> I did get contacted about doing a contact tracing job, actually. 
But yeah, but they were like, you need to work at least five hours a day. I was like, I already work full time and also still work for the university. I was like, I don't have enough hours in my day. <laughs> I know it kind of scares me, which is why part of the reasons I got vaccinated in the first place is because I see so many different people, clients and from two different jobs that if I ever got COVID, I'd scare the shit out of myself from actually seeing how many people I'd be linked to in like a two week period. When it first, this break, breakout or whatever you want to call it happened in Melbourne in the last couple of weeks, they, they've basically narrowed it down that one variant, they've narrowed it down to one family and one man. That's and insane. Shopping. <laughs> and like, you know what? I don't, I feel bad for, I, I think there's a big stigma around COVID and people who get COVID and where they go when they're infectious and they don't know they're infectious. Like there's a huge stigma. I mean, there is, but if you don't know you're infectious and you're just going about your business. You know, people are very judgy. Sometimes these people do seem to go to a lot of places. I don't think I am. Seven yeah. different places in one day. I'm like, I know. What the fuck are Jeez. you doing, mate? Maybe they're Uber drivers. I have no idea. Like, I get if you're in a shopping center, like someone went to nine different stores. That I totally get. I was having a laugh about the one that went to the club in Paran. I'm like, oh my God, you probably patched on with 10 different people. <laughs> Paran? There's clubs in Paran? I didn't see oh, that. Oh, like the three monkeys or something in another place. And I'm just I like, yeah, that one, someone had a good Saturday night. That's because we're too old now. We are past the nightclub in age. We're more the like, sit in a wine bar. Also past the passion on age and we're all married. Well, you're nearly married, so, you know, it'd be a bit concerning if you were out. It could be delayed. It could be delayed. No, we're not story. delaying your wedding again, Penny. I've had I actually, several outfits planned. <laughs> so I actually said that if it just gets cancelled again, I might as well get married in my MCHN office because I know that I, that's still going to be open, so I'll just get married in my work scrub. This is, this is what makes me angry. So someone like Penny, who's desperate to get married, should have got married last year. It's really irritating. One of the girls at our work, like, what, she delayed her wedding? She changed her wedding like four times? That sort of angers me a bit. And then what really got me at the beginning of COVID was the, the, the family that lost their child and they couldn't have a funeral for their child. And I just was like, what? are you fucking kidding me? It just made me so mad. And things like that make me mad. That's what fuels my anger. <laughs> when you read my text and you're like, are you okay, Lauren? I'm like, I'm, I'm mad for other people. Like, my life's okay, but I'm mad for others. And I think when you look at it and go, so like, how many cases is there? I've got no idea, to be honest. I have two, two or three. Oh, is it three? No, uh, one was an international, like, but, I, you know, when you look at it like that and go, there's three, like three people and the whole kind of state has to shut down. It's like something, I can't look, don't quote me on the numbers, 80-something so case they're active, but they're all in quarantine and the cases that they're picking up are people who are already isolating. So in some sense, I'm like, yeah, we're, we're doing a really good job and that's really great, but why, why am I still locked down? <laughs> Why can't we go out to our cabaret show like we were supposed to? I guess it's hard because it's not even the whole country as well. The other day, my husband asked me if I was going to one of my exercise classes. And it was, first of all, it was Saturday night. I don't do anything on a Saturday night like that. 
And then I just couldn't believe he forgot that I was locked down because he works in Tasmania. I got off the phone. I was like, motherfuck. I'm so mad. <laughs> yeah, well, of course, like I said in Tassie, it's literally like you wouldn't even know there's anything here. Yeah. Went out to dinner with his friend. I was like, yeah. whatever. I know. I'm going away on weekends, going out for dinner, loving life. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Carly. <laughs> Sorry. Zoom conversation has ended. <laughs> you know, to be honest, I must give props to my kids. They've handled this lockdown really well. Really well. Better than I have. <laughs> I think a lot of people have actually been like, well, we went through the worst of it. So if it's two weeks, we can kind of handle it. Their survival skills have kind of just gotten into gear. I'm like, okay, we know how to do this. It's not so much of a shock. And What happened to me, Penny? Well, I said most people. (laughs) There's always an exception to the rule, dear. A few people have been like, oh, not this shit again. But I found that in hospital, people are still, they're not in a hurry to get out as much. They're still like, when I found like last year, they're like, no, we need to go home ASAP after having a baby. People now these days are still like, okay, we're happy to stay for a one or two nights. So where where I'm working now, if you have a C-section, five nights. Five nights after. Five nights? Five nights. Oh, shoot. I mean, like, it's really cool for the fact that these people get actual proper breastfeeding support and you actually really get to know them. Do they get wine? Can you order wine with dinner? Um, Not at this hospital, but I have worked at other private hospitals in Melbourne where you can get wine. (laughs) Not if you're breastfeeding, ladies. I, I needed to tell you this, Penny. Seeing as we're talking about COVID in your wedding, my daughter desperately wants to be a bridesmaid. (laughs) Oh, flower girl. I was like, um, yeah, I think maybe not. (laughs) Okay, so I used to work at the COVID Wobbing Centre on the corner of St. George's and Belstra. I don't even know if it's still there anymore. You know, and there was like a Macca's opposite and stuff like that. But the cars, they would be queued up before we even started work. So we would start work at, say, 8 a.m. and the centre would open at 8.30, you know, so we could get ready. And we would get there at 8 and there would already be a queue, a queue of cars. It was insane. And you would literally be going. Six hours. Yeah, it was crazy. And you could see the queue was, like, going down, like, Bell Street and, like, going over. It was creating, like, a whole traffic jam there. They had to, I don't know if you were there the day, Penny, when they started ramping up the testing just at the beginning of this two-week shenanigans. Um there was an accident on the main street of the hospital and it was right at the point where people had to turn in for COVID testing. So, so the people of the North were, they're very industrious people. They're like, Oh, I can't get in. I'll go the other way. So they were all trying to go around the front of the hospital past ED through the car parts. Oh, thank God I wasn't there that day. Which if anyone can imagine this, it's one big one-way street with people going the wrong way down it. A tiny little street in fucking Italy or Jerusalem and everyone's going the wrong way down the fucking street. And it was a mess. Staff couldn't get into the car park because there was it was back through ED. And I'm like, oh. who, uh, what? What's going on? And so all it took was a praying. <laughs> that's, that's Australian for an accident. <laughs> for all our international listeners out there in Austria. A praying. I know, it's very Aussie of me. And that's all it took. And people were like, well, we want to get tested. We want to get swabbed. So they just ignored it and went around the, the wrong way. And it was an absolute mess. Now people have learned 
Maybe just go somewhere else. Stagger this swabbing. Stagger the swabbing. I was on home visiting when it was announced of the lockdown. So oh, I was yeah. in someone's house when the news was on. I'm like, ooh, okay, I'll let you know what's going on next week because <laughs> this could change. And when they did the, the second announcement, I had a client in and she's like, oh, can we watch the press conference? I said, sure, why not? We've got an extra 10 minutes. And then she's like, guess I'll be homeschooling my child for another week. Do you think any, like, people have ever been so keen to watch the news? No. No. I actually was watching. I was like, oh, God, this is, now I'm really getting old. I'm watching the news. I don't think I ever turned on the news except during COVID. My parents but... used to watch the 5 o'clock news on Channel 10, and then they'd watch the 6 o'clock news because in case the news changed in, like, an hour. Well, you never know. <laughs> you never know. To be honest, when I was living in England, growing up because that's where I was born they used to play neighbors twice a day like at 1 30 and then at 5 30 and like the same episode sometimes if you had a day of school or whatever or even if I was at uni had day off you'd watch both you'd watch them both even though it was the same episode just repeated my parents were really strict my tv was always locked up in a cupboard and I don't remember the news being on except for maybe the weekend I was always out riding my bike and doing shit so I love that your tv was locked in a cupboard I remember my my dad was like, if you want to watch this crap on TV, you can watch it in your bedroom. And he got us this like oldest black and white. I mean, I sound really old, but because it's cheap, like this oldest like black and white TV with like a dodgy aerial. So you could watch that, but it was like always really fuzzy. And, you know, it was just like fuzzing and out of the channel. You have to hold the aerial. Yes. Yeah. He's like, if you want to watch rubbish, you can watch it on this rubbish TV. That's when you had to physically go up to change the channel on the TV. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it did. It didn't have a remote control. You know, I also walked to school in the snow, you know. <laughs> and adjust the brightness with its own little dial on the TV. None of this. <laughs> Press a button. I love how our COVID podcast has turned <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, really, there wasn't really that much COVID. Like, I feel like we covered the COVID news in like five minutes. Can I tell a funny wedding story? Let's just segue here. So pre-COVID, when travel was still allowed, I was in Canada and went to a wedding. So I didn't know these people. My sister knew the bride and she was getting married to another bride. And I didn't know them. So I didn't know anyone like my sister. My sister's like, come to this wedding. And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Love a wedding. And um, I was just drinking and I was talking to this guy like by the fire outside. It was in the Rocky Mountains actually. It was very nice. And um, and this guy was like, oh, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a midwife. And he was like, oh, He's like, can I ask you a question? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, you know, whatever. Go for it. Yeah. He's like, so when they say they're 10 centimetres, how do they measure that? Is that with like a ruler? What? Could you imagine? Sorry, ladies. I'm just going to pop this ruler up your vagina and turn it around and measure your cervix i'd imagine one of those bendy rulers you know that can curve around all i was thinking of was those big 30 centimeter plastic rulers you have in high school and that wouldn't even fit no no we do not use a ruler to measure that but even if it did fit we couldn't see i know anyway that is a nice little um bright story to end on (laughs) that was cool that's cool oh great we cover some heavy topics. So it's nice sometimes just to be like, let's talk shit. So we hope you have enjoyed listening to uh, our ramblings this week. And give us a follow, Head On View Podcast. 
on Instagram. And actually, someone was like, oh, are you an Apple podcast the other day? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh, you got a five-star review. And I was like, that's cool because I don't have Apple. So I had no idea. It might have only been one five-star review. I don't know. Probably someone I know left it. But thanks. Yeah, tune in next week-ish. Thank you for putting up with my very sporadic uploads. But, you know, midwife, shift work, life. How it is? It is. All a surprise. We're out. All right. Bye. Bye. And be sure to tune in next time for more laughs, thrills, and real stories from real midwives on Head On View. I didn't know it was still recording.